folks and welcome to yet another dead pit revival podcast that's what we're going to call it uncle bill i've made up my mind that sounds good sounds like a fucking uh, pay-per-view it's an old time revival we need to get like a old regular baptist uh type music to be the opening theme instead of that death metal shit yeah a bunch of clapping it's just an old time revival. So uh, we're at it again. Another show. First time we last show we did like podcast style was uh, that was back around the first weekend in October. So a lot of stuff to go through and talk about um, release wise, and I kind of think that's what we're doing the whole show on this time. So yeah thought of the idea of going through a lot of these boutique, which I don't know who come up with that name, but it's just thrown out there a lot now. Boutique Blu-ray labels, baby. Yeah. And like for people that may not be familiar with that term, I think it's just a catch all kind of term to describe kind of not mainstream, um, Blu-ray and DVD release companies, that you know specialize in either exploitation or horror or some i noticed a lot of them like have kind of a side project of doing like pornography too <laughs> so yeah or a lot of them started out with per, like the porn thing and then kind of went more into genre you know the horror genre stuff so i mean it's primarily what we're going to be talking about this entire show um, there have been a lot of announcements for stuff the last little bit. Is there anything in particular that uh, that you're excited about that you've pre-ordered recently or anything that you want to? Well, yeah. I mean, there's the one that like, and I've never seen this happen before. I don't. I'm sure it has happened on other sites, but like Vinegar Syndrome, which is probably my favorite releasing company right now, mm-hmm. did this thing where they had like a blind buy. Uh, about a month ago before the black friday sale where you could blind buy two blu-rays they won't tell you what it is until the black friday sale and i'm just curious because it's like a lottery or something like there's a there's a mistake behind it to see what you're going to get i'm not saying that it's going to be amazing or anything i just like that particular idea so yeah well i mean it's kind of yeah it is kind of fun i mean it could be um you know, summer camp nightmare, or it could be Max Hardcore's piss porn. Uh, yeah, volume exactly. four. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it could be the like one of them fucking really oddly titled like sex exploitation films, like The Key to Betty's Heart or something like that. Right. I'm sure if I was a bet man, I would say one of them will suck, and the other one will be pretty cool. At least I say, for yeah, the stuff say- that we like. You know, I'm sure some people will be, oh my God, it's Max Hardcore's piss porn on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's the ecstasy of Jesse Wales or whatever. (laughs) I'll tell you one in particular though, that, um, 
that Keno and Code Red announced that I don't know if you've seen it. I, th- I think I sent it to you because you're not yeah. much, you don't really post a whole lot on Facebook at all. So I don't know what you see or anything, but they're doing a, a re-release of uh, the Don Jones slasher ghost cannibal movie, The Forest, which I, holds a very special place in my heart. But man, that motherfucking thing's going to have a slip cover, man. And it's I know. got the original when poster on it. That, when I saw that, I was like, I can't believe we've gotten to a point where things are so specialized now that the forest has a fucking slip cover. Like, I can remember when that thing wasn't even released and maybe, like, I don't know, a handful of people, uh, like, you know, handful of the horror community even knew what that movie was because it didn't have, like, a, a release forever. Well, I mean, honestly, like whatever year Code Red started up, that was one of their very first um, titles. So it was Don't Don't Go in the Woods Alone and then The Forest. So I think that was the two debut titles, whatever year that was. I'm thinking like 2009, maybe, or something like that. 2008, 2009. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about that one. I'm kind of pissed off about, have you gotten a shipping notification yet for your Dawn of the Dead set? I did, yeah. Um, I was going to tell you about that. Uh, that was actually going to be the other one that I said I'm, I would be pretty excited about. I got it yesterday. Oh, the notification or you got the set? No, I got the notification yesterday. Oh, okay. And you ordered it from, did you order from Diabolic DVD? I did, yeah. Damn, man, what the fuck's going on? I ordered it from there too. And I've talked to at least two or three people that's gotten their shipping uh, notice on that. I think I ordered that pretty early on, too. What the hell, diabolic DVD, motherfuckers? I don't know. Well, you know how shit is right now, man. It could be, you know. That's anywhere. true, but I ain't even got a notification yet. I'm feeling like I'm left in the duff, baby. But I don't have, like, I, I was looking at this, and I don't know why, but I've got the, the Ultimate Edition box set, and, like, one of the, the Blu-rays that was the more common Blu-ray of uh, Dawn of the Dead, but like for some reason, I'm really, really looking forward to this because I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh, you still have the Anchor Bay Blu-ray, the Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, yeah. You probably should have sold that. Yeah, I should. <laughs> you could have, have paid for that box set with that, I'd say. Man, I've got pretty much anything related to Dawn of the Dead. I've bought. Like, I don't give a shit what it is. Like, yeah, I've I mean, rebought. There's, there's some stuff I guess you just hang on to. Something else I wanted to mention too, because <clears throat> I think it was one of our live streams that we did, <clears throat> which um, you were showing off a, um, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4K edition yeah. that actually came out from, I think it's the, wasn't it the, the Turbine Edition is the name yeah. of the company? Yeah. So they announced a few more uh, releases, and one of them just fucking blows my mind. And then, like, we'll get into the, the Blu-rays and the boutique companies in just a second there is a 4k you all the stuff that's not out right there's tons of stuff that's not out classic stuff you know they're doing a 4k release of an american werewolf in paris (laughs) yeah i saw that you sent it to me i looked at that for a second i was like no what an American seen, Werewolf I mean, in Paris. I've completely forgot about that movie because it's so fucking horrible. 
that was one of the the earliest movies that I can remember where the CG is like so bad that it completely takes you out of the movie. And it's it's never been a good movie and the CG makes it like a thousand times worse. And you're right, like everything else on that list from that company was amazing and then that's like it must have been something with the rights or something. Like it was easy to get. It had to be something like that or cheap to to get. Yeah, I mean they have uh, Hellraiser, which will be that'll be awesome in 4K. Yeah. But I think that that one's coming in the US too. We'll get an announcement on that at some point. Um, the Frighteners, which I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I'm not sure how well that'll translate in 4K. And. Um, there's a 4K of the Leatherface movie that came out a few years ago, which I don't think we've ever talked about that. But no, um, that's a I don't get that movie at all. I don't know what they were trying to do <laughs> with that one. That may be a good sequelitis uh, topic at some point, and it would involve just, me going back and rewatching it. Unfortunately, but yeah, it's. I'm just going to tell you that that movie is stupid as hell and like the ending is absolutely ridiculous. But that Alexandra uh, Dodro, or have you pronounce her name? Jesus, God in heaven. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that was like the same people that did Texas Chainsaw 3D, I think, right? That was kind of their follow up, but not really. It was like a prequel or whatever. Another. Right. It was showing right. the, the teenage years of Leatherface. <clears throat> so anyway though i mean there's some stuff that and we'll talk about some more company stuff coming up when we're going through these companies one by one i know uh, vinegar syndrome's throwing out hints and bullshit like that who knows who knows exactly yeah. what what this shit is we'll probably talk about that in the next go around but um anything else new with you before we get started on these uh it's been a while since we did the podcast, so a lot of stuff's went on, actually. Yeah. Are you talking about just in general or with uh, the Blu-rays? Because let me tell you. Well, in, gen in general, site stuff. I don't think I've ever talked about the Patreon on uh, a podcast yet. No, I don't think so either. So, I mean, okay. A little bit of a backstory here. We were planning on doing something like this back in the glory days, but Patreon did not exist then. So the site now, the Patreon site makes it very, very, very easy for me to get this stuff off of the CD onto the website. And um, we will eventually, Uncle Bill, find out exactly how many damn shows that we have done. We, oh, lost, God. we lost count. So the way that we're doing it is on patreon.com backslash into the dead pit. There's different tiers on there. If you just feel sorry for us and want to throw us a dollar, you can do that and not really get anything, but like your name on the video or whatever. But for five bucks, you can get, I don't know where the cat is. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll let the cat out. I'll let the cat out. I'm not editing this shit because I don't feel like it. But uh, for $5, you can get the archive. Um, and it's not just the regular radio show. We have found all of the midweek shows as well, Uncle Bill. You remember when we used to do those? 
Oh, yeah, the midweek obliteration, yeah. Midweek obliteration, and then back before it was the MySpace show. You remember MySpace? Yeah, yep. So you got that, um, and then, like, a bunch of other shit. I'm throwing up WrestleManiacs podcast that I did. Uh, some of Steve's old podcasts are going to be thrown on there. And then if you want to go even further... There's a $10 tier that includes all of the fan commentaries and drunken commentaries. Now, we do have a tier above that, but it's sold out, Uncle Bill. What do you think of uh, that? Yeah, we were talking about this, man. The baller and, and shot collar tier. There's only two ballers yeah. and shot collars. It's really bizarre to me that this sold out as quickly as it did because I don't know. I just didn't know if that, how much interest there would be in something like that after all this time, but apparently there's still some interest. So tell them about what they won. Well, the baller and shot caller thing is everything that we mentioned before, but you get a request a specific, and I guess we'll do video reviews for movies um, yeah. every month. So if you do the, and it's a $50 tier, which like I said, it's sold out at this point, but who knows? You can always... If you you can't think of a movie for a particular month, you can drop your tear back down and all that. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to limit it because, like I said, I don't want to get burnt out with this shit like we did well, before. That's, what, that's what's funny is I was thinking like it's basically the same thing as when we like had to review movies that from companies that were just sending us everything. You know what I mean? Right. Because like you're picking the movies, and in some ways, it's it. Usually it's movies that people are curious about what our opinions on, but you know, it could be movies to torture us too. You never know. Yeah. Which I mean, to me, like the ones that were picked, um, and hopefully we'll be getting to these in the next couple of weeks. I don't know. It's, it's kind of the holidays, so we'll get to them when we can get to them, but it could, I think it could have been much worse as far as the yeah. movies go. So the two movies that were picked were, um, Mandy, the, the Nicolas Cage movie that's got a lot of pink and purple artwork on the cover. I know that about it. And uh, the Suspiria remake, which we've never talked about either one of those. I know that you've seen the Suspiria remake. I have not. And I don't think either one of us have seen Mandy all the way through. No. I, I It was on Shudder. And I think that's where it debuted, actually. But I d began watching it and did not. Uh, did not get through it. I can't remember why, actually, but the Suspiria remake, I'm really curious as to what your opinion is on that movie, too. Well, I can get away with watching that, too, because Dakota Johnson's in that, and my yep. wife's a big fan of uh, the Fifty Shades movies. And by big yep. fan, I mean that every fucking time it's on TV, she's got it turned on there. Mm. <clears throat> so does, does she make you whipper? Well, that, that's the thing about those movies, though. You don't want to watch those movies. If you're going to watch those movies, watch them on like HBO or something where you're actually going to get to see a little bit of action. That she's watching them on like USA Network or whatever. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Hold on one second. Okay. It's like I'm laying in there in the bed. Savannah comes in and is like, I got to put the baby down in the bed. I'm like, shit. Uh-oh. Hey, you're all right. So I'm going to another room. Okay. You need to build your own office there so you can just, you know, have your own space. Yeah, that'd be great. Except the fact that like all, the, all the rooms are taken up by the kids. 
How many bedrooms is that house anyway? Three. So at some point in time, when these kids get older, you're going to have to probably find somewhere else to, I mean, wouldn't you think? Either that or I'm going to have to convert that garage into like another set of rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So but anyway. We, anyway, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about now. We were talking about the Patreon page, but so man, like the thing is, is like, I've looked at a lot of Patreon pages and shit. The Dead Pit Patreon page kicks the fuck out of, like, already out of almost every one of them that I've seen. So, a few months down the line, there's going to be so much content and stuff on there. Like, I don't know if you've checked it out or anything, but I can send you the login information and stuff so you can check that out. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see that, actually. Like, it's there's just going to be so much on there, and it's like, you can get the majority of it for the $5 deal. And, uh, all that money, like I'm, I'm keeping it all right now. And I know we're going to dispense some of it when that time has come, but we've got like website fees and stuff coming up too. So <clears throat> yeah, pretty much all this stuff, like, it's not like you are making a fortune off of it or anything, but like, there's a lot of, I, I'm just really kind of proud of so far. What's up? Like where there's like 50 shows up. That's just the regular dead pit show. And there's like 15 of the midweek shows. And then commentaries and all that other shit. So it's it's pretty sweet. If you've never checked it out, you can just check it out. And it's uh, patreon.com backslash into the dead pit. And like I said, just go over there and see what all. I mean, there's like over 100 posts over there already. So, and it's only like a month old. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at some Patreon pages. Most of the time, they just either want money or they're just they'll add like one free thing like you know the just the regular stuff they have and then interviews or behind the scenes kind of stuff i mean the kind of shit that you're talking about putting up on there is insane <clears throat> yeah i mean i like i said eventually when because we're putting up like six six to eight shows every week on average so eventually like we're saying it's the first five years, but eventually it's going to be everything is going to be on yeah. there. So <clears throat> I don't know. I just wanted to mention that because like I said, we have, we haven't even done a podcast since that all started. So, and the cool thing about that is too, a lot of people have asked you get your custom, um, RSS feed, which means you can play like the very first dead pit show on iTunes. You can stream all this stuff on iTunes or Google podcasts or whatever you've got. That's crazy. So, and it's all in order too. So yeah, it's pretty neat. I'll send you, I'll send you that information, uh, sometime tomorrow. I don't know if you can get on this shit at work or what, but there is a, um, there's a app that you can use that you can look at a lot of the stuff on it. It's, yeah, it's just bizarre to me that, that that can happen now. Like, we can have all of the shows up on iTunes in, like, the Dude, exact chronological order. Seriously, like, it kind of pisses me off because had we had this 10 years ago, that would have been a game changer, really. I mean, yeah. consider, you know, I mean, it really would have, but it is what it is. We finally have something like that up, so... Definitely well, want, wanted to let everybody know and they can check it out. And like I said, you can just go over there and see what all's on there without paying anything. So, yeah. And I'll be honest, I, 
I really do enjoy the idea of like somebody else picking movies for us because I have a hard time picking out shit to watch anymore just because there's so much stuff. So I'm oh. glad you know, with that one specific tier that they can pick out movies and we, you know, kind of have to watch them. Might lead us into some stuff that would be interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think stuff like that's fun and it's not like it's very hard to, like most of this stuff we've got online anyway, if we don't have the movie itself. So, right. Anyway, into the topic at hand today. And I think this was, this was kind of inspired as far as the, the Blu-ray label thing by basically your infatuation with vinegar syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, because I do kind of, I, you have to respect what they're doing. Vinegar syndrome. And I don't know if you just want to talk about them first. Um, because they kind of started up out of nowhere. Yeah. The guys that founded the company, it was in 2012 actually. And originally, like you'd mentioned before, they were, um, working on restoring porn movies, X-rated movies from the sixties, uh, on up to the eighties, I think. Um, the guys that have started the company, Joe Rubin and Ryan Emerson. And over the years, like, I think they were around, we had gotten a couple of their titles back in the original dead pit radio era. Um, so we were semi familiar with them, but since then over the last probably two or three years, they have developed into just like their marketing and packaging and everything that goes into these movies not even taking the fact the restoration on some of the let's be honest i mean some of these movies would never ever by anybody else you know had the 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 restorations done to them i mean i don't think any other company some of these movies they would do that so yeah and I can't tell you like why it is that I became infatuated with this company in particular, but I think it's just because of that idea, what you just said, which they take like really trashy or sleazy or goofy horror film that most people have never heard of. I know I probably haven't heard of at least 60 to 70% of them and they give them releases like they would be fucking citizen Kane or something. Yeah. And there's just, there's something about that where movies that you would probably never see before have like these beautiful 2k and 4k releases. And you know, you got to at least admire that kind of dedication to, to a genre like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. And well, they're, they're mostly classified as like film preservation company, really, which I, in a way is what they're doing because a lot of these have never had releases or like, you know, they found a lot of the negatives of these films too. Yeah. From what I understand, like, um, they have their own film or negative scanner or whatever. So they do all that stuff in house. So I guess they save money that way. But a lot of these movies were like, they weren't trauma movies, but they were the, you know, some of the movies that trauma got for so damn cheap and just kind of threw them out there. You know, like Luther the Geek. Um, yeah. They did that one. Didn't they do, I think Pigs, wasn't that a trauma uh, 
That was the originally, Trump. yeah. There's a few of them like that. Um, Beyond Terror, I think, was another one. So, basically, at the end of the day, they were movies that weren't really worth a whole lot at the time. And then they just put kind of the vinegar syndrome shine on it. And make them collectible. I mean, you... There's not, I don't think there's another company on this list that can do that, um, that has that kind of following. They And they're, just the the hype, the promotion behind it all, too, I mean, I've, well, I, they, you got to respect that. They stumbled upon something that I think is genius, and it must be because they knew something about collectors, which is this whole idea of doing these limited edition slipcovers that, like, and they'll change these slipcovers out every now and then. And people, much like with what happens with Mondo, like the different variations will immediately sell out. And then it just makes it like a thousand times more collectible. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing is genius in terms of marketing because they're not marketing whatsoever to casual fans at all. Right. I mean, they're the, like, the, the slipcovers are exclusive to their website, right? Yeah. If you want the slip... Yeah. Yeah. And everybody loves the slip. You can only get it through vinegarsyndrome.com. So, and that's kind of ingenious. And they just limit the slip covers to like 2,000, 3,000, something like that. So, any uh, Blu rays in particular you want to mention? And they've actually done a couple of 4K releases as well. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the ones that I'd really never seen. Um, but actually really kind of thoroughly enjoyed was, uh, they had, uh, Savage Dawn. I don't know if you've seen that one before, but Savage Dawn is kind of like a red Dawn ripoff that came out mm -hmm. right around that time. Uh, which is a kind of unusual film, but not even nearly as unusual as a film called the Berserker, which not yeah, to be confused to with. I can't wait to see that one. I, that's one I actually did pick up. I was hoping yeah. the Berserker from WWF was in it, but evidently he's not. I checked on IMDb. <laughs> oh, but Buck Flowers is in like one of the funniest roles I've ever seen. But that movie, that's what I'm talking about. That movie is so insane because it's like a spinoff of the slasher genre, but with Viking, like dead Viking ghosts. So it's kind of like the fog if they were Viking ghosts it, rather than like, you know, just pirates or anything like that mm -hmm. so um there's those that i would highly recommend actually one that i would highly recommend that is so insane and out there that people think that this movie is like the ghoulies or something like that but it's totally fucking not it's like one of the craziest acid trip style movies which is spookies i would i would recommend that movie to anybody just for just for the, the, I don't know, the camp factor of it. Would it help you if you were smoking some marijuana while you watch Spookies? I, I think it would. I think <laughs> drinking, smoking pot, anything like that would probably help that movie. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about doing a commentary over that at some point. I think that would be kind of fun to do. You just, yeah. Like, I think you should go into that cold and never have seen it because you really won't be prepared for how crazy that movie is. Also, though, I just wanted to <clears throat> mention a couple more on here that's kind of interesting to me. The shitty Amityville box set. <laughs> so Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. 
it's basically the Amityville movies that, that you would have never, ever thought any company would like the, what does it start off with the evil lamp one, the evil escapes maybe was the name of that. And, um, Amityville 92, it's about time. The The evil clock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Amityville dollhouse. I think there's another one. I can't remember. So they got a box set of that. Um, and I, from what I understand, they remastered all of those movies and they're all in widescreen too. So, um, stuff like that, the, the, uh, there's a lot of like slasher movies that I'd never, ever heard of that they'd released, um, as well. And I think that's kind of what you go after too. Like there's a movie called blood harvest that they've got out that tiny Tim, the, the fucking through the window. That he's and the I killer mean, in it. They released Night Train to Terror, which if you go back and look at like one of our older videos, we actually did like a video of the like a music video to a song in that film. And I think we need to do yeah an, really, an update on that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm actually uh looking forward to seeing I that one's still available on their site, right? So I may try to get that. Yeah. Um for their whatever they're going to do for this Black Friday sale coming up, because I'm that's one of them where I'm just kind of like wonder what the hell that looks like all cleaned up and pristine looking. So yeah, they did uh, Graduation Day, which was another trauma one. I've actually got that one. They did uh, Madman was one of their very early ones. Um, yeah, watched that one uh, on Halloween, and like. See, that was around the time period where Dead Pit Radio was still around. And I think they did Madman and Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Um, they released both of them almost back to back, back in the early days of Vinegar Syndrome without slipcovers and all that. So hopefully, like, either one of those would be great. Because I know that they're just, um, for Black Friday, they're doing, like, slipcovers on older titles that, you know, was before the slipcover era. So Madman... By far, though, man, like the best slipcover in that country, and probably the best slipcover I've ever seen is the Slaughterhouse slipcover. Right. And that's an awesome movie, too, by the way, and it's an awesome uh, mastering of the movie. But the slipcover is like uh, the the metal doors to a slaughterhouse, and like it, it comes together, you know, kind of like vertically and you open, when you open it up it's like buddy bacon's coming out of it yeah i mean see that see that's innovative like we were talking about before back in the anchor bay era they wouldn't have the same old fucking packaging that that every for every release they would have just some you remember the digibook that had the velcro on it with day of the dead oh, that yeah. was yeah. that was it that was the only one that they had like that and they had the tens and they had the book of the dead and you have the you know so I like that uh, Vinegar Syndrome is doing, you know, it's, it's, not everything is exactly uniform, right? right? So they, they released, like, the pictures for the 4K of the Beastmaster. That looks fucking killer. Like, their packaging and stuff like that, kind of hard to beat, man. I mean, the prices, it's it's kind of pricey a lot of the times. But, it um, is. I mean, it's almost like um, they're a genre like a horror version of Criterion or something like that. A lot of these covers and artwork and stuff, so good. It's really, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, too. Like, they mix it up a lot. Like, And some of the, 
people look forward to the the kind of releases like the slip covers and the designs and stuff. I think much they look forward to the films. Yeah. Oh Their yeah, graphic- for, for sure. And it's a collector's mentality too. Yeah. So people yeah. will just buy it. Like I think a lot of times, like you just bought two movies, you didn't know what the fuck they were, but Vinegar Syndrome was was coming out with them, and uh, you know. They're, they would really be the only company I would do that with, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, just blindly buy something because I know it's going to look killer no matter what. Right. I'm, the film is going to look killer itself or the films and the, the graphic design is going to look killer. So, yeah, I mean, Vinegar Syndrome is kind of hard to beat. They are um, doing their Black Friday sale coming up a week from today. Um, so, yeah, I think all of their stuff that's at least like what? Not from the past couple of months, but everything yeah, else from, is going to be half off. From September uh, back will be like fifty percent off everything. Yeah, so that'll be pretty. That'll be pretty cool. I don't know how much I'll be allowed to spend on that, but uh, I want to definitely get the shitty Amityville box set. I've had my eye on it for a while, and uh, I think I'm going to bite the bullet and pick that up at least. <laughs> It's just it's just such a hilarious idea, man, to take all like really shitty sequels, make them all like look killer and put right. them in a box. Well, the thing is, is like what makes that so cool too is Scream Factory. I've got the Scream Factory box set for the first three movies, so this is like four through seven of the Amityville movies, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, that's just you know, I'm I'm a, a completist, and I've always been a big fan of those shitty Amityville movies really like I remember the one with um, the the evil claw or not the evil clock the evil lamp and the boy in it was like obviously not a boy he was like he looked like Elton John or whatever it was <laughs> there was something going on there he was not his age he was like I think 20 years old at the time he was playing like a 10 year old or something so and Patty Duke is in it as well I, you know got mad props for Patty Duke Everybody loves Patty Duke. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, one of my favorites as well. I got some more favorites on here, though, that I want to bring up. One of one of the companies that's been around probably the longest, uh, maybe the longest, would be Synapse Films. Our good friends, uh, Don May and uh, Jerry Chandler. We've been around those guys many times at conventions. Went out to eat with them and stuff like that. So yeah, we know these guys are cool, cool people. Don May is probably the, ma- we've called him the master remasterer. He does have some competition now though. So anyway, yeah. for those people that don't know, like, um, and I always found this story to be fascinating. And I think I, like when Felsher was telling it, when we had him on the show, like it really, it really occurred to me how awesome this was. So there was a group of guys. It was, you know, Don May, Bill Lustig, uh, and Michael Felsher, and a couple other guys, too, that just kind of were all at the same place at the same time and all would go on to, like, split off and form all these different companies that would be kind of dedicated to genre films. And Synapse was one of them with Don May. And uh, right around 1997, I think, is, like, they started up in Michigan. And, you know, as far as I'll say this about Synapse, those guys take the restoration of those films as seriously as like anybody 
in any company, including like Criterion, when they're restoring a lot of those films, like it takes years, sometimes two years, sometimes, you know, multiple years to get that. And the, it always looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like their films always look great. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Of course, Suspiria was like something special when it finally came out because he'd worked on that for, I don't know, it was like 10 years or something he'd worked on that. Yeah. So, but I mean, anything like I, I made a list of some of the more recent releases over the years, like um, they did the popcorn release. They did re-releases of uh, Phenomena, the Dario Argento movie. The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, Curtains, Prom Night, um, Demons 1 and 2. So just a lot of great... Thriller. Yeah. The... Thriller, uh, A Cruel Picture, yeah. That one still hasn't come out on Blu-ray yet, which is kind of surprising. Um, but yeah, that was one of their big releases, uh, the uncut version. They had two different versions of it, but you know, the one with butt sex in it is the one that I had. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I remember when we got that. You remember when we got that? Like how that all came about? Yeah, I was like, what? what? Yeah. And it obviously was not her. (laughs) That's the thing that's so funny. (laughs) It would be, but you would, yeah. It's kind of like those, um, you remember those really shitty uh porn photos that people would make of wrestlers back in the day. Like they would just superimpose like Sable getting butt fucked or whatever. Her face. It was about as believable as that, but Hey, it was enjoyable. That's a killer movie. The one thing I really like about uh, synapse is that I, they release a lot of Argento's titles and when they release them, man, they are the fucking sound and the, the picture quality is outstanding on all that stuff. And yeah, I'm, for well, somebody that really, really likes Argento's films, that's that's a big plus for that company. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff in the last little bit too. Um, their big, their big thing, I guess, is the steel books. Um, they do a lot yeah. of like they announced Massacre at Central High this past week, um, which that was a movie that had never. I don't think that one had ever come out on anything. It wasn't on DVD even. So, but yeah, I mean, whenever they do their big editions of living dead at Manchester Morgue was the last one. So they're doing like steel books on those. And, um, I think if, I mean, they haven't done it with, um, living dead at Manchester Morgue yet, but usually like six or eight months later, they'll do the standard edition of that. So if you're not big in the steel books, you can wait and, you know, pick up just the regular case, which me, I mean, I don't really care either way. I think the, the, you know, the still book idea, the way they do their still books is pretty nice. Actually. I mean, there's the, there's still books like, you know, just flat silver kind of still books. And then there's still books like they do, which are fucking, you know, superimposed embossed kind of still books. And they have uh, slip covers over the still book. (laughs) Yeah, they best of both worlds there, man. You know how everybody likes their slipcovers. That's true, but I'd say you know Don May is a super nice guy, uh, super professional guy, and he really, really takes pride in that company. And a lot of the stuff they released has been the best 
releasing of that movie, including Suspiria and a lot of those Argento films that you'll ever see. And it was a great company. Yeah. And believe it or not, I actually have a Synapse Films laser disc. I think they had one laser disc release. Um, and I, I still have it. It's the document of the dead, the Roy Frumke's uh, documentary on Dawn of the dead, which yes. to me, that's just a cool, like, you know, showpiece to be like, Hey, synapse on laser disc. <laughs> so yes, man. that was late in the game for uh laser disc. I think it was like two ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. So yeah. Yeah. When elite was, I mean, uh, that was Don May's first job was the elite entertainment. Right. Yeah, I think so, right when when he left from the lead, he did the uh, the laser disc for, and I think that Synapse was going to do an HD DVD, but that that format kind of died before they could do it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they'd all. I think they'd actually announced that, but I can't remember which title it was. Yeah. Anyway, just is there which which other uh, is there another particular company you want to touch on or do you want me to go oh through? yeah i mean well we got to talk about if we talk about synapse and we got to talk about blue underground which is kind of not to say that they're the same type of company but mm-hmm. like they they kind of came from the same cloth because bill lustig and all those guys were like i said connected to different parts of anchor bay at one time or another and kind of split off and then so if if don may goes and does synapse then bill lustig goes and does blue underground but bill lustig actually was a director prior to all that stuff and did you know uh what was it uh he did maniac and god help me out here what's he did uncle sam you can't forget he did uncle sam Sam. and he did maniac (laughs) cop too didn't he he so but anyway like they're majority of their releases now are re-releases of their old titles on like 4k and like a lot of Fulci stuff i've noticed you know that that's their focus yeah i don't know if there's like as far as new acquisitions for them goes there's not a whole lot of that really but man as far as the special editions the three disc uh lenticular cover editions with the soundtrack and stuff like that that may be my favorite additions from any company that that come out. Um, yeah, like they did the three disc with the soundtrack for Manhattan Baby, Stenhall Syndrome, uh, Maniac, New York Ripper, and House by the Cemetery. And there's there's plenty more. They're they're doing the four Ks now on those. I think yeah. Z- Zombie was another one. So just the packaging on that alone and the fact that it includes the soundtracks as well, which, I mean, I was, believe it or not, and I don't know if you, I thought I had reviewed this movie, but we had never seen, I don't think we'd ever reviewed this movie on the show. And that was uh, The Daughters of Darkness. There was a movie that we did review, and I thought it was the same fucking movie. It's, it was called Vampire's Daughters of Darkness. Okay. But this one in particular, that it's their new one that was released in 4K. Um, and it's I think it's the first three disc that they did in 4K that has the soundtrack, the Blu-ray, and the 4K. So I got kind of got a little bit of a taste of, of what they can do in 4K. I was very, very, very impressed with that. And you said yourself that the, the zombie, you've got the zombie edition. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, the zombie, here's the thing, man. The zombie edition, like, transfer, 
I, I, like one night I sat down and I was watching like a lot of those vinegar syndrome. I watched the vinegar syndrome release. I watched a scorpion release. Like we're going to talk about them a little bit later. And then I watched that zombie 4k and, and I think I actually watched, you know, uh, the Halloween 4k that night, the zombie 4k and then another 4k, but that zombie 4k is probably the best looking transfer on a 4k that I've seen. Well, I remember the original uh, Blu-ray from Zombie that came out, and that one looked pretty amazing. So, and I'm sure they've they've done more to them to the transfer since then. So that's one that I do want to get at some point. I just wish like the the thing that's so cool about that Zombie three disc Blu-ray that they it has the soundtrack. And stuff like that. And just the packaging on it is pretty amazing. So if I were to get the Zombie 4K, I would probably still keep that edition. Yeah. So, I, but yeah, I mean, like oh. the Blue Underground stuff, they've been around a long time. Um, they started back, like Bill Lustig was doing, um, I think it became, let's see, it says it became an independent entity in 2002. Blue Underground at one point was a part of Anchor Bay Entertainment, it said. So I think they were just... Uh, oh, I see. Okay. They were companies that... they Blue Underground was like Red Shirt Pictures is now, evidently. So they right. were producing right. extras and stuff like that. And then just kind of branched off to their own company. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So 2002, um, and he's... I mean, that's that's a long time. That's 18 years. He's been doing this. So I would really love to see um, Blue Underground get a hold of some new movies to do, you know, to do that three disc treatment too. I'm sure that there's going to be um, like a few of the older ones that they may still have that they can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's one thing that Blue Underground kind of stayed quiet there for a long time. And then they started with these editions. So hopefully he's going to think about acquiring some new uh, titles. Yeah, I hope so, man. Like, uh, I haven't seen any anything new come from there in a while, but it's just all kind of re-releases. But man, if you're going to re-release something, you might as well make it look like they yeah, do. They're awesome, awesome additions. Those ones that's come out over the last little bit. So uh, we actually we interviewed all these guys. Now that I think about it, so far except for the guys from Vinegar Syndrome, which we probably should interview at some point. That'd be amazing. I think here's what here's what I think we should do. I had actually talked to, I think it was Ryan at Vinegar Syndrome. This was years ago. I've still got his email. So yeah. maybe we should see if we can get him on for like a live stream sometime and see if he'll do it. Yeah, that's a good so idea. So that'd be the best way to do an interview nowadays anyway. So it'd be a lot less hectic probably. So yeah. um, that would be a good one. Yeah, maybe we can try to do that at some point. Because yeah, but anyway, what, we've, what, talked, what we've talked to all these guys aside from him. Um you want to go through uh, Severin Films pretty quick because they were they were around when we were doing the Dead Pit Radio Show. Uh, they've been around for quite a while too, since two thousand and six. It's saying here. Oh yeah, okay. So like Vin- much like Vinegar Syndrome, they kind of started out releasing stuff that they really like, like Jess Franco, um, you know Enzo. Castellari's and Glorious Bastards, just like cult stuff and porn stuff. Gwendolyn, yeah. Gwendolyn, the unrated director's cut with butt sex. 
Um, <laughs> one of the ones that I remember, and I actually, let's see, I grabbed it over here because I still have it, is uh, I think one of their first big releases, and we'd actually reviewed this on the show. It's a very strange movie from Australia called Hardware, and that was from Severn Films back in 2009. So, um, that's one that I still have of theirs, but it seems like over the years they've kind of evolved a little bit and are doing more along the lines of like maybe a vinegar syndrome or something like that. Cult titles. Um, one of the big ones that they got a couple of years ago was the uh, Peter Madak movie, the shangling. That's oh, one that yeah. you and I both purchased recently. Um, because I hadn't seen that movie in so long. It's almost like I'd never seen it, to be honest you, with you. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. That's one that I, I was wanting to get through so much shit around Halloween. That was one that just I never did get to, unfortunately. But I'll probably check it out in the next couple months. Yeah, I mean, I actually had caught up with it on Shudder. That's what got me like thinking about it. I watched it and then I realized like I hadn't seen it in years. I was like, wow, that's like a much better movie than I even remember it being, which kind of got me to buy the uh, Blu-ray release, which is amazing. That mm-hmm. that package on that man is one of the best looking packages on it is Blu-ray. Re- yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got a bunch of other stuff. They released the Fulci movie. About the demonic unknown. I picked that up just because we fucking made fun of that movie forever and I never have owned it. So I had to pick up the blue ray of demonia and, uh, they actually did the blue ray for uh, cruel jaws as well. A lot of this stuff that you would think would have never, ever fucking come out. Um, they brought these out. So, I mean, and, and actually one of their big money makers, it says on here was in 2010, they did the uh, Blu-ray for Birdemic back when that was a big, big hit. Birdemic. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah. movie. God. <laughs> well, I think they've got Patrick Still Lives. That's another one that came out recently. And they've got The Beast Must Die Out, Invasion of the Blood Farmers, uh, The Black Cat, which evidently there's another Black Cat movie that Argento, I don't think Argento directed it. But it's another Italian movie that, yeah. I don't know. Steve would know more about that, but evidently it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Severn films. I didn't know if you wanted to include screen factory in this. Um, I put them down here. We talk about screen factory all the time. So I don't know how much more you want to well, it, I, I it, mean, go ahead. The thing about screen factory is, is, I kind of feel like that they picked up uh, a lot where, you know, companies like Anchor Bay and those were were going with things. They're like a modern day version of Anchor Bay in some ways because they just get like all the releases and and it's much more mainstream, I guess, than the other companies we've been talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff they get is stuff that, you know, has already been released a lot of times, but they do the definitive releases, like Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead and, you know. Escape uh, from New York. Yeah, Yeah. all that stuff. 
So it's not so much to me about like, here's this company that seeks out these like little known titles that nobody knows about and like gives them these huge releases. This is more about like a kind of a, uh, they're going to find titles that have already been released, but maybe not had the best releases and then kind of fix that. Right. And they've got a shit ton of titles, by the way. Yeah, they do. I mean, they've done box sets alone for, you know, the Halloween franchise and Friday the 13th. And I'm thinking Nightmare on Elm Street's next. They haven't made any announcements on that or anything, but I'm almost positive they're going to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they do steel books. Um, a lot of the Carpenter, other Carpenter movies, uh, they do a great job. I mean, their formula, I think, is what led to the slipcase fra- uh, like craze, I guess, that we have now. Because whenever, like, I don't remember if you remember when they came out in, like, 2012, when the initial batch of releases, it was, like, Halloween 2 and 3, They Live, and a couple other ones. The Howling, I think, or whatever. So yeah, yeah. when it initially came out, those slipcovers were not limited. They were kind of on all of the titles, right? But then a few right. months after that, they were like, okay, these are only going to be available for like 90 days uh, or something, you know? So it made yep. them limited. And you'll find fucking dumbasses on eBay now that will pay $80 for a slipcover of like Sleepaway Camp or something. <laughs> You know. Yeah, exactly. So I think that well, they're kind of responsible for that that craze of I think slip, that, I think slip right. But but dude, every now and then though, every now and then they just hit it out of the fucking park. Like with that Friday the Thirteenth box set. I mean, just the idea and the packaging and the you know the way that they went in for the extras and stuff, and the Halloween set too, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, dear God, so. They get the mainstream stuff like that, but they also like make these amazing box sets and these amazing you know, releases. I don't, and Felsher, a lot of times, Michael Felsher is the one that does a lot of the special features for him, or, or did. I'm not sure if that's still going on. I think it is, but like, you know, he handled a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see, going through here, we've got to mention this company. And I, because we t- we talked about one of the releases earlier, Code Red, Code Red DVD was originally what they were called. They came out probably what it was at least what 10, 12 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Started doing, and and they may have been one of the first companies that started doing these releases of DVDs of shit that you just thought would never ever come out. So stuff like um, Don't Go in the Woods Alone, we mentioned The Forest. At that point in time, who would have thought that kind of shit would come out? But they started with that sort of stuff. They did like, they did all kinds of stuff. The Devil Times Five. They did the movie The Dead Pit. Um, Bill Olsen is kind of an odd character. We've interviewed him as well. So yeah. He is. He, I don't know how to explain it either. Yeah, he cannot get along with that many people, including his own fucking brother. So they have went back and forth. Initially, I think they were um, uh, Media Blasters was kind of the one helping them distribute. Then he did self-distribution a lot. And now he's working with Kino Lorber, who, I mean, we can mention them as well really quickly here because they do um, a lot of, 
kind of like almost like criterion type releases for older movies like Mario Bava movies and they did a Nostrato release Nostrato release it's really good um and they've been around for quite a while as well so but yeah they're the ones doing the di- distribution right now on Code Red um but Code Red now they're doing Blu-rays like we mentioned the Forest they have I was looking up some of this stuff and I didn't even know it was out they've got a fucking Blu-ray of the Love Butcher that's out Uncle yeah, Boone. well, you gotta have a fucking Blu-ray of the Love Butcher. Yeah, now, come on. So I'm kind of excited about. It. I might actually check that out because that's another one of those movies where I'm like, I don't see how that could look good on Blu-ray <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Redeemer, Son of Satan, Messiah of Evil, House on the Edge of the Park, Savage Streets, um, Just Before Dawn's Savage. another re-release that's coming out. So yeah. I'll be honest with you, Savage Streets is probably going to be my favorite release from that company. Just the way they're, you know. Yeah, they've got some good releases, man. I mean, it's kind of surprising, like, um, you know, they've got some good stuff out. So, and I'm. I'll say, I'll say this too, man. Like, I love some of those titles, but I think Code Red was one of those companies. They got a lot of criticism for the the way that they released some of those titles too. I mean people would criticize them for them being rushed. And there was one, I can't remember which one it was, but the special features on it were in Italian. They didn't put any subtitles <laughs> yeah. on it. I can't remember what title it was, but yeah, I definitely remember that. <laughs> I mean, it's just a lot of like kind of nickel and dime shit that happened. That, like, and he would just fucking throw a fit anytime somebody would bitch. Like I remember when we interviewed him, he is like, and I don't want to be mean, but that fucking guy's crazy. I mean, he really is like, there's something. <laughs> yeah. I remember like maybe an hour after our interview and we did all of our interviews on Skype where we just called them on. We had like a number on Skype and called them or whatever. And he called me back and left a message and you know, his voice, I can't really describe it that well, but it's kind of a mix between like a, somebody from Bronx, New York and like a German guy or something. Like he's this weird or maybe an Asian, Asian mix with a Bronx guy. That's how he talked. But he was like, uh, yeah, there's a couple of things I wanted to get you to edit out of the interview, you know, and he kept going on and on about shit for like, seriously, three or four minutes on a voicemail. So, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you about that, but yeah. Which by the way, I hate when people want people to edit shit out of interviews. Yeah. I'm just flat out telling you ahead of time. I'm not editing shit because I can't stand that, but that's just me. But continuing on. Since we just talked about Code Red, we've got to talk about Bill's brother, Walter, who is actually still going pretty strong with Scorpion releasing. Um, they kind of specialized in like a variety of movies. Like we talked about porn earlier. They did shit like that. Um, a lot of cult movies, horror movies. Um, they've got some good titles out too, man. Um, the Boogans. They've got Dario Argento's opera. I don't know how the hell they ended up with that, but that's evidently a really good Blu-ray. I picked that up not too long ago. They've got a new edition of The Gates of Hell that's out, which is really City of the Living Dead, but they just the the title of it still says City of the Living Dead, which I think is kind of funny. They really are though taking a page out of some of these other uh, kind of cult releasing companies by the way they do the packaging too because their packaging is awesome as well mm-hmm. they do a like really good job 
the opera packaging is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll be honest with you, like Scorpion Releasing is a company that I know the least about. Like I don't, there's not not, not a lot of info out there about it. And like, I don't know. It's just. Well, there's, <laughs> that's interesting you say that because there's not a lot of info that you can get about them. The only thing that I saw online was he had an interview, uh, Walter did in like 2012 about the company. And he just, he just started the company in 2010. I think the website hasn't been updated, but no. they still do like a lot of, um, like their primary, uh, distributor i guess is uh grindhouse grindhouse video and shit what was the other website um there's a couple of websites that are distributing them right now and i think grindhouse video was one and there was another one um i can't remember the name of it but you can look at all their new stuff on there they don't have any of their new stuff on their website their website hasn't been updated in forever yeah and that's the, I think that they're the ones that, I think Scorpion are the ones that released um, Ritual, too. Yeah, I think so, and yeah. That's an amazing transfer of that film from what it looked like before that I can remember. And a great film, and like, uh, that company, even though you don't know a lot about them, like, they are on par with something like Vinegar Syndrome with their releases, too. Right. So, um I mean, they do a really good job. I mean, there's nothing, it's just kind of, they're kind of like under the radar, I guess, is being, is a uh, Scorpion releasing. So the last big one, I guess we wanted to mention on here. I mean, there's a few smaller ones that we can talk about, but we definitely kind of have to put over, we got to talk about some arrow video shit. That's for sure. Because <laughs> they do, uh, they do a great job. That may be one of my favorites as well, as far as yeah. the treatment that they give some of these titles. They've got so much stuff that's come out. Interesting story, though. When I was reading up about, you know, we used to get those Arrow releases from the UK. That's, and I think that's really what put them on the map because they were doing, this has probably been 10, 12 years ago. They were doing Blu-rays and stuff like um what was it like Dawn of the Dead, the Fulci movies, Argento movies, um, and the Blu-rays were region zero. So they would play on the U.S. players as well as the U.K. players. So a lot of this stuff like the Beyond and City of the Living Dead and I think Day of the Dead at the time, there's a bunch of other ones. Um, was not out here in the U.S. at this time, at that point in time. So a lot of people become acquainted with Arrow Video over in the U.K. And, man, what's crazy is this was just, let's see here, Arrow Video USA had just launched in 2014. They launched Indiegogo campaign to begin releasing stuff over here in the United States. So, and since then, man, they've just been burning it up. I mean, both Arrow Video USA and the UK, they still do the deal where a lot of their, their Blu-rays in the UK are, are multi-region or whatever. So I don't know what the deal is with the sale in the UK, which is amazing. You can get a lot of their Blu-rays for like $8. Yeah, that was $9. So we, we both kind of went wild on that. 
but man, they've done some, they've done some great shit over the last couple of years. And I'm, I love the packaging on their stuff. They're actually starting to do slip covers as well. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, I have. Yeah. So well, do you remember the older versions, the arrow ones that used to come out that had like the really cool, like window slip cover thing that would go over. Them? Yeah. I still like, have quite a few of those. Those are really yeah. nice as well. They, um, they did a great job. I mean, as far as they, they all look really uniform at that time too. They all had the white slip cover and, uh, like I think red lettering and the blue on it. So, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've changed their, uh, their style a little bit, but the content and all that, they do a great job as well. So I definitely wanted to put them over too. <clears throat> what's a couple of, uh, arrow video titles that kind of pops into your mind when you think about that company? Uh, um, well, immediately, cause I just want like a ton of shit from, you know, their thing, but I, I'm not going to talk about the new stuff. I'll talk about the stuff that like first caught my attention was like, they were coming out with, um, Blu-ray releases of films like Dawn of the Dead, um, uh, and, uh, Phenomena and I'm trying to think of some other ones too. I've like one, way before those became like the fun house. That was the first uh, the time fun, the fun house yeah. was out on Blu-ray, yeah. I think. Yeah, Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood, baby. Um, they did the first Blu-ray release of the uh, uh, Battle Royale, uh, which that was a that was a big release for them back in the day too. So, and a lot of stuff now, like I picked up the Mutal. They were the first company that did the Mutilator on Blu-ray or on that never been on DVD even. I don't think. No. no. So, Edge of the Axe is another one which you you're not a big fan of that one though, are you? Did you watch that one? I have not watched that one yet. No, I'm saving it. I but uh, tried to watch it, man. I really did. I tried to get into it, but it's just not. I don't know. You'll see. I guess. Well, they do. Uh, they do limited edition ones too. That comes with like a book. I've not gotten any of those yet, but I think they did those for um, Creep Show, The Hills Have Eyes, and oh, it's Creep Show too, and uh, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left, stuff like that. So I don't have any of those yet, but those look really cool too. They have like a hard box slip cover. <clears throat> so yeah, definitely Arrow Video. Their stuff's awesome. Um, I look forward to seeing what all they come out with next. I know they're working on some stuff. I think they did. Uh, they're big, and I'm not a big Tremors fan, but they're doing Tremors in 4K. That's one of their big releases, I guess, next year or whatever. So, that, but that, hopefully, you know, I'm sure they'll have some other good shit coming along the line, down the line, baby. Yeah, I mean, they're just a solid company, man. And they've been around for a while. And, like, they, a lot of the releases, like, I still think that Dawn of the Dead release has a better transfer than any of the other Blu rays that came out of that film around that time. Mm -hmm. So, they have some that they hit out of the park. And they remind me of like a criterion kind of in the way that they used to do their packaging and their extras and the, the seriousness that they took the films. And I really do love that company. I love the, the artwork. I love a lot of those releases that came out, especially the early releases. I just, I don't know. There was something about the, now it just comes in like a regular, you know, right. But I mean, yeah. the, the a lot of the companies do this too. Vinegar Syndrome does this as well, where you can like it's a reversible uh, slip in it, so you can turn 
Like I know Arrow has like new artwork and then they have the original on the inside and you can switch those around. The Scream Factory does this as well too. I think they still do that. So I like that aspect too. I mean, it's just, it's a little something extra you can throw in. Hey, if you like the original um, artwork, you can have that. Yeah. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about, uh, kind of like some of the arrow film like do you like the early releases versus the later releases well i think ultimately like it's the i mean they were just going with with the arrow uk stuff when they initially started i mean that was just i guess their original line i don't know if which i like that and everything but i think that it may have been where the it may have been a cost thing for them i don't know because those were like it's not like your typical slip cover that those were. Those were like a window where you could change the artwork around and all that. Um, they yeah. were definitely unique. So, I mean, I like those as well, but I'm fine with, you know, what they're coming out with now, especially if they're, um, I know that the um, last couple of releases they've had has slip covers over those too. So, um, yeah, those are, and what I think is interesting too is like um, Last Starfighter is one that I'd gotten recently. Their artwork is they're still adopting like I don't know if they produce this stuff in the UK or what, but you know when you get some of those titles in the UK, I don't know why this is the case, but like the inside uh, spine has like a box cut out of it. <laughs> Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. So they're still doing that, even though it's in, in the U.S., and I kind of like that. It's kind of a – which, I mean, I'm guessing they just produce all that stuff together probably. Um, but, yeah, it's little things like that that kind of gives them their own kind of identity, I guess. It's interesting to think about, too. We talked about this when we were ordering these films. I'd love to know the backstory to this, too. Like, a lot of their U.K. stuff – is region b classified right right but it's not actually region b they just put it on the box <laughs> yeah and i'm like is it something to do with like rights issues is that what it is like they just can't they have to really yeah I, because the thing is is a lot of these titles okay basically pretty much all of the ones that they have out in the uk and the u.s the uk version is going to work over here for yeah. sure. Now there's a couple, if you go on uh blu-ray.com, you can pull up, uh, you can click the little, the little flag, the UK flag, and you can pick those, whatever movie you want. And it'll let you know if it's region free or not. That's how I found out. But I actually do have a, uh, multi-region player anyway, but I just went for a lot of the region free ones just because if that player ever dies, you know, I want to be able to play this shit. Right. So, but yeah, you can't go wrong with Arrow. I don't know why the England, uh, the, the UK releases that sale just kicks so much ass and they can't do that in the U S I don't know. Like it's gotta be what it is, man. They've got to have some sort of deal with like the, you have to pay a certain amount for the, the rights or something. It's gotta be something. Yeah. Cause like I probably got that one pile of stuff that I got was probably like 14 titles or 15 titles or something like that. And yeah. it was right at a hundred dollars for all that shit. Yeah. 
And if you would have got that over here, it'd probably been three times that at least. So whenever they have one of their sales, I don't know if they're doing anything for black Friday or not, probably not, but you definitely need to hop on that shit. Cause they got some really like the house box set is another one. I didn't have any of those movies on Blu-ray. So that was a must. I mean, it was like 30 bucks for all, I guess four movies. So, but anyway, like, I'm trying to think, like, which ones have we not covered? Well, there's a lot of smaller ones. Um, okay. One of the bigger ones that um, we know about, more familiar about, but they haven't really released anything in a long time, is Grindhouse releasing uh, Bob Murawski, I guess, is the the big guy that's behind that now, which they've done some great stuff, very similar to Synapse Films as far as the restoration on it. I think Don May has actually helped them with some of this stuff. But um, Cannibal Frocks, Cannibal Holocaust, um, Pieces, I think, was one of theirs. Um, they did the U.S. version of the Beyond, the Fulci movie. And they had great transfers on all their stuff. So, But they haven't really done anything of, no, of note in the last few years, really. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other ones that I'm not that familiar with. Mondo Macabro, I've heard of the company. Um, they've released movies like Seven Women for Satan, Satanico Pandemonium, <laughs> shit like that I've never <laughs> heard of. So, um, and Dark Force Entertainment is kind of uh, another one, but it's it's more or less part of Code Red DVD. Um, they released Blue Monkey, baby. I want to say Blue Monkey, so I'll put that on here. Um, Cult Epics. They did the Necromantic movies and Driller Killer. Um, American Genre Film Archive, which is AGFA. They are owned by Vinegar Syndrome at this time, and they were, they're mainly doing like really low budget, ultra low budget titles on Blu ray, basically. Mm. I mean, just like almost shot on video stuff. Yeah. Um, Vestron Video, I don't know if you want to name that as a boutique company. That, I mean, I guess, it's part I, of Lionsgate to me, so yeah, I don't know. I see it though. I mean, in a way, like they're not actually their own releasing company, it's just like a, a line, right? They're not, a, right? I mean, it's just a it's kind of like a, a chapter of Lionsgate, but they are incredibly fucking expensive and they're usually pretty well done and have good packaging, so it might fit those, you know. Yeah, I mean, the last couple haven't been that expensive, so hopefully, if they continue yeah. on with that. <laughs> That's the weird part about it, though, isn't it? Like, for the first round of all that, where you had, like, Maximum Overdrive and all that stuff and Blood Diner, and that shit was incredibly expensive. And then all of a sudden, with, like, uh, uh, Little Monsters and all that, it was it went down to, like, 12 bucks or something, then 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, um, the next... I know they're not done. I mean, Feltra said that they're doing more. So, hopefully, they continue on with that, because I will, just for the hell of it, I would get every one of them if they're 10 bucks. Um, a title so another one that we wanted to definitely mention on here because this guy used to listen to our show post on the message board back in the day lewis justin who is the owner producer i don't know what he runs the whole fucking show at massacre video um started out while he was still listening to the dead pit show i believe we interviewed him um back in the day as well First big title for him was the the shot on video movie five five five. 
Um, he's actually got a limited edition. This is fucking hilarious. I might have to buy this just to have it. He's got a limited edition Blu-ray of Final Stab out, Uncle Bill. Does he really? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> fucking Final <laughs> Stab. Um, he also Was did... That, uh, we actually watched that, didn't we? Yeah, it's it's like ultra... Well, it's not really ultra low budget, but just like a low budget scream ripoff. Kind of. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. I... I just think that's funny. I may actually have to get that at some point. Um, but he had a lot of success with the Hack-A-Lantern release. Like that was another really shitty movie that he gave a special edition to. And I think that that slipcover goes for crazy money too. So he's had a lot of success uh, with some of those releases at Massacre Video. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize all that shit for sure. Yeah. But, so, yeah. I mean, that that is it. I mean, we can talk about what? There's a couple other ones on here, but man, we're going, we're really going bottom of the barrel. So I'm just not going to mention them. Yeah. I mean, I think that we covered the majority of like the bigger ones. And to me, it's actually hard to believe that there's not more of them, you know, there may be, you know, as popular as this stuff's getting with this pandemic, man, there ain't a whole lot of shit to do. (laughs) So, and there may be less to do in the next couple of weeks, just depending on what all's going on. So yeah. you don't know what'll be shut down and what you'll be able to do and what you won't. You'll definitely be able to watch movies. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that is the boutique Blu-ray goodness, if you will, for the show this week. A lot of stuff, a lot of this stuff is coming out. Um, I know that we're both going to be spending a lot of money coming up on Black Friday the Black Friday at Walmart this year was very disappointing. They already had their sale um, for movies and stuff like that. I don't know if you knew about that. No, what was it? It was sucked, really. I mean, they had a couple of stuff, like a couple of items that I picked up, like 4K stuff. But yeah. um, what did we get? I mean, I'm I can't even remember now because we've we've hidden all this shit with the Christmas stuff that we're ra- wrapping up. I have no idea why. Um. But yeah, I think it was the Rambo movie in 4K was like eight dollars. Um, I had picked up the new Terminator movie, which I'm sure is horrible, but I got it because it was like it was just like eight dollars or something. So hey, that uh, which one was that? Um, the one where Linda Hamilton's back in. Back. Yeah, yeah. Dark Fate, I think, and I'm sure it's terrible, but it's actually not. I mean, I watched a good portion of it not too long ago it's actually not that bad i mean it's a hell of a lot better than like salvation and that one that was before dark fate i can't remember the name of it genesis yeah. i think was the worst yeah one. yeah to me that was the worst one <laughs> that was way worse than even salvation so if it's as bad as that yeah i don't want to i don't know if i want to watch it but yeah i've heard a couple of people say it wasn't too bad and i've kind of been wanting to see it so you can't go wrong for eight dollars, and I can't remember what the hell else I got. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a kind of a weak sale, to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard that they had like didn't Amazon have a fairly good sale related to movies or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean they Amazon kind of price matches stuff. So whenever some sale comes out, you'll just want to watch. I always go to Blu-ray.com and check over there. So. They'll yeah. clue, clue you in on what kind of deals um, is uh, coming our way, if you will. So, um, 
but yeah that's a good place to check but a lot of the online deals i think best buy and stuff like that still coming up a week from uh, today so hopefully it'll be it'll be better than walmart I, walmart sucked this year so i will say this though man like I really do wish people would. I know a lot of these places are expensive, but I wish people would try to support some of these little, you know, known or, or maybe lesser known companies like this because they really, to me, are the people that are releasing the the best product overall with everything, including the packaging and the attention to detail and the the, the restorations of the films and. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't go so much towards like your universals and your new lines and stuff. Like try to try to support some of these companies like Vinegar Syndrome and Scorpion and the ones we were talking about. Yeah, get the limited edition of Final Stab from Massacre Video. <laughs> no, I don't know about that shit. I don't know if I want to support them that much. You know, oh like, shit! I you, let me tell you something. I might actually check that out. I don't see if they have any sales going on. I want to fucking pick up Final Stab and we'll watch the remastered transfer. Why wow, I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, I guess that is it for the show. You have anything else you want to mention on here? I mean, that's I, the main thing for me was just kind of getting the word out about some of these companies because I actually really like talking about that kind of thing. It's just kind of become a hobby or a, a passion or whatever to some of these companies to try to collect their, their films. Cause they're really going out of their way to make these special for people. So, yeah. And I think we, we should look into maybe getting somebody from vinegar syndrome on for like a live stream or something like that. I think that'd be really cool. Be a, yeah. Be something different to talk about for sure. Yeah. So, but that's got, though. yeah. Yeah. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, definitely stay tuned to the website and the Facebook page and all that and the Patreon page. Um, for more, I know that we probably won't have another show. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Hopefully everybody has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Keep the crowds down. We yeah. don't want more than eight people. Did Andy uh, say six or eight? I think it's eight. Okay. But in other states, it may be even less. So just you know, go on your, uh, you know, your state's website, and they'll let you know. I'm sure governor's website, wherever the hell you live at. So, and uh, are you there? <laughs> I think I just lost Uncle Bill. Hello. I don't know what happened there. It just dropped. Yeah, I know. I heard that heard that beep on there, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'm back anyways. Welcome back. Welcome back for for a minute or two. <laughs> I should have just left. Yeah, I was like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, everybody, hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy what you can, you know, because this, this year sucked ass. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, know. they ain't a whole lot to be thankful. Or I guess I, we're thankful we. I'm thankful yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, you know, I haven't known anybody that's that's died of this shit. I've known quite a few people personally. How many people have you personally known that's had it? Dude, where I, I mean, I would say over uh, over fifteen or twenty at this point. I would think so too. Um. So, I mean, it's. 
what pisses me off about it is there's people out there that think that this is fucking made up or something. Right. And it's the same sort of people that won't wear a mask or anything. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing that makes me so mad. It's like, no, I mean, like I said, we both know quite a few people personally that, that has had it. I've been exposed to it um, once for sure. So, and I think you've had to be in quarantine as well, exposed to it, right? Yeah, there's been there's been a couple of different instances where I like directly like around somebody that has it. Yeah. So everybody just stay safe out there. Use your hand sanitizer and shit because this is this is wild this this fucking year, and I'm thinking it's going to carry over for next year. Hopefully. January 20th rolls around. We'll have at least somebody in there that'll change a few things. Maybe. I don't know if it'll be for the better, but it sure as fuck couldn't get any worse. I'll just say that. No, man. I mean, like, the, it's got to get progressively better at this point. I think it will. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about politics or anything, but I'm I'm happy no. about that. But uh, anyway, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving and stay tuned uh, to the website. We'll try to do a... Try not wait a month and a half to do the next podcast. Because I really, as much as I like doing the live streams, the podcast is really what brought us to the table, Uncle Bill. Yeah. The radio I mean, I like show. All... It wasn't a podcast back then. <laughs> I like all of it, all parts of it. But you're right. The podcast part is the better overall format. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. It's a lot more, I think it's just a lot more chill. And you don't really feel like, hey, <laughs> here I am on camera and shit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you got to dance like a monkey or something. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the lighting. Yeah, so. that's another part. All right. Well, you have a happy Thanksgiving, Uncle Bill, and everybody stay tuned to you the. Too, but... uh, oh well, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Stay tuned to the original Horror Talk Radio website. It's over at deadpit.com. Oh, oh God.
matter what the price may be, she'd do it just the same. And now we watch her closing daughter, joy will soon take away. The need for fame is over now, the queen has found a king.